In Philippians 3, verse 7, Paul wrote, But everything that was gained to me, I have considered to be a loss because of Christ. More than that, I also consider everything to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Because of him, I have suffered the loss of all things and consider them as dung so that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own from the law, but one that is through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God based on faith. My goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from among the dead. Not that I have already reached the goal or am already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. God, as we start our year off in it, I thank, I thank you uh, that, that we start this year off with it in us. Uh, Lord, that your word is alive to us. You've given it to us. Your revealed character, nature, and will for our lives. The person and work of Jesus Christ laid plain for us. Uh, in this scripture that we can hold in our hands. Lord, we cherish it and we thank you for it. We thank you that you will use it today to open our eyes, to incline our ears to what you would say, to unite our heart in your presence and Lord, to satisfy our souls as only you can. And we thank you for these things in Jesus name. Amen. So New Year's Day 2023, you made it. I said this earlier, your dash goes at least till 2023. You made it past 2022. Our dash goes at least to 2023. And, and if, if you've not been with us in January before, kind of our rhythm, you know, we, we go through the year either on a topic or in a book of the Bible. Then we uh, go through Advent, uh, those weeks leading up to Christmas, preparing our heart and our mind uh, to celebrate that special day. And then January uh, is is about focus and foundation. Uh, and I'm so excited about several of the things that we're going to cover in January leading us into this year uh, to equip us for what the Lord would have us to do. Amen. Uh, to cause us to, to look within and look above and match those two up. And I'm just I'm just so excited about this month of focus and foundation included in that. I think it's the 22nd and we're going to be recognizing again this year's sanctity of life Sunday. So look, I, I want to encourage you. Don't miss. Don't miss it all. You want to be here. You know, if you're not away or ill, you want to be here. Uh, but in January, you want to make special effort uh, to be here and be focused because I believe the Lord's going to give you some things, uh, put some things into your hands and into your heart uh, that are going to fuel you in the coming months and through through this year. Uh, but we get to New Year's and it can be a little intimidating, right? Because we think it's supposed to be New Year, New Me. And then we get to the New Year and we're like, wait a second. 
it's a new year and the same me. And it's really a lesser version of me because I'm tired because we just went through Christmas. So I'm actually lesser than I want to be. But, you know, we, we know that that's not the case. We can be honest enough with ourselves, with each other. It's not new year, new me. It's a new year, same me, because there's nothing magic about January 1. Again, I went to sleep in the chair last night before, you know, midnight. I didn't wake up feeling any different except a little stiff because I fell asleep in the chair. So there's nothing magic about it. And yet it can be a special time of reflection for us that can be helpful. It's a time to look up from the details of life and look at the big picture. Right. And ask bigger questions than we can normally tolerate to ask on a day to day basis. Right. I mean, it's a time where we focus on things that otherwise would kind of hang around in the background. Think about it like uh, your annual checkup when you go to the doctor, which I've got to start doing. (laughs) I've got to start doing that. But you don't you don't call your doctor every day and go, how am I doing? Hey, this is going on. You you don't look at those issues every day unless there's something that they're tracking. Right. You you come in annually and kind of kind of check in. Look look, look at the big picture of your body, your health and what's going on. And that's what we want to do with our life when we come to this special time of the year. Because again, we we can't, you know, think on when we read like in Psalms 90, where it said, teach me to number my days. We can't think about that every morning, like get up brushing our teeth going, well, I might die today. What's that going to look like? You know, we can't do that. Our mind doesn't bear the weight of that, but we do have to have some times where we step back and we reflect on where we are, what we're doing and the direction that we're headed that we that we do so humbly and we do so honestly, just like if you go to the doctor, if you're having a pain, say you're having a pain. Don't go in and you're having this pain and they say, how you know? Everything's fine. Everything's good. You, you want to be honest with yourself, honest with the Lord when you're going through this this time of reflection and asking the question of where where am I? Where am I in my life, in my relationship with God? Where am I? Where am I? Where am I in my relationship with others, those that God has put in my life? Where am I? We talked about our soul for a long time uh, this last, now last year, 2022. How's my soul doing? How, how is my soul doing? What, what, what's my health like there? Are there ways that I'm thinking and things that I'm doing that I shouldn't be thinking that way and I shouldn't be doing that? Or are there things I should be thinking on and that I should be doing that I'm not? And asking those big questions, because we have to ask, where, where am I before I can then move to where am I going? I have to know where I am first before I can know where it is that I'm going. And listen, these are, and I say it every year, these are weighty thoughts. They're heavy. And you may be thinking, I shouldn't have come today. I didn't know we were going to get it, it. It reminds me of when Luke decided he was going to go to Walmart with Kelly and Abby. They had to go actually do some shopping, but he wanted to go look at toys. And he's like, I want to go. And they were like, well, we're going to be shopping. He's like, I know, but I want to go. And then after being in Walmart for about an hour, he said, I shouldn't have come. <laughs> he's like, this is more than what I thought it would be. And, but I don't want because we start to think about, the, you know, these big questions. And then th- then your mind goes to what comes next. And I would just tell you to take a deep breath. Take a deep breath and remember, and we say this every year, don't we? You're not going to be perfect by the end of 2023. 
You won't be. So you just mark that off the list. I don't have to be perfect by the end of 2023. You weren't perfect by the end of 22. You won't be perfect by the end of 2023. You won't get there. But here's what I don't want you to believe. I don't want you to believe either one of these two lies. And you've probably also heard me say this before. Two lies. One is that I can't control anything or change anything. And then the other one is I can control and change everything. Those are two lies that you don't need. And, and generally, depending on your personality type, you're one or the other. Kelly and I are different in that. When I start thinking on this stuff, I start to go, all right, give me the list. Give me the 10 things I need to do this year. I'm going to start focusing on them. I'm going to knock them out of the park. And after a month and a half, I have not doing half of them. And by the end of the year, I don't even remember what they were. That's my personality. Hers, if you even start talking about a list or things I want to do, she's like, no, 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 no rules, no list, no, 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 no. I don't want to have any of that. I can't stand to have any of that put on me. Why? Because she doesn't want to fail. I don't mind failing as long as I can get started quick. She doesn't want to fail. At it. She's like, I don't want to set it up and then I'll fail, especially if it's related to God. Oh, my gosh. Then what's going to happen to me if I fail it? And we can both get off on our own little direction. But the answer to both of us is just take that breath and say, you're not going to be perfect. By the end of 2023, you can't fix everything, but we also don't want to believe the lie that we can't control anything, right? And, and we want to remember that, that when we're coming at this, when we're talking about these things, and, and this gets over into the, the Kelly side of people, you are fully and completely loved and accepted by your father in heaven in Christ. You are fully and completely loved and accepted right now, right now. He loves you as much as he can love you right where you are, right as you are right now, right now. And so you can take that deep breath and you may say, but, but he wants me to do better at this. He wants me to, to do this. And he want, and, and he does have, he does want you to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. And the reason he wants that for you is because that's where your greatest joy is going to be. That's where your greatest joy is going to be, but he completely loves you and accepts you right now, right as you are. And scripture says he demonstrated that because he sent Jesus. He demonstrated his love for us and that he sent Jesus and Jesus who is God demonstrated his love for us in that he died on the cross for us while we were still sinners. So you are completely, you know, that I love that song. It was playing earlier. I'll never be more loved than I am right now. I'll understand more about how much he loves me. I'll, I'll see it more, but I'll never be more loved by him than I am right now. He loves me as much as he can, which is infinite right now. So deep breath. I'm loved and I'm accepted. I know I won't be perfect by the end of the year. And so that gives me some freedom to move into the tension that these questions will bring about. And again, this week, today, there's, you're going to leave with a little bit more tension than you're going to leave with answers because you're going to have questions of questions to go back in your own private time and your own thoughts and take some inventory. So there's going to be a little tension there. There's going to be some wrestling for you this week, because again, these, these, these are weighty things, but we want to wrestle the right way from the position of one that's loved and accepted. Because look, we can only start from where we are. We can only start from right where we are right now. And so from there, let's look back at what Paul said in Philippians. We're going to have him help us with this a little bit today. 
He's writing this to the church at Philippi. And we studied that in the book of Acts. Philippi was where he went and he met Lydia out by the river. Remember, and then the slave girl got set free from demonic oppression. They got thrown in jail. Uh, The jailer and his family all got saved, baptized after the earth shook and all the prisoners free. Y'all remember that? And then the church started out of that. And Paul's writing a letter back to this church in Philippi. And one thing that he's doing is he's telling, he's warning them against those who are going out and preaching a message that said, well, God will love you and accept you in Christ if you also do these things. If you also behave and become like a, like an observing Jew, then God will love you and accept you. And it's about your observance is bringing about righteousness. It was a works based righteousness that was put in a weight on the people. And Paul got really fired up about that. And he said, and I'm just giving you the, the, the context of where we are. He said, y'all are saying it's about observance. Nobody has observed more than I have. Nobody has observed more than I have. He said, and I look back on it now. I went too many pages. There we go. I knew that didn't look right. He said, I look back on it now and I compare it to what I know in Christ. In verse seven, he said, everything that was gained to me. I have considered to be a loss because of Christ. Everything that was gained to me, all that observance, everything that I had done that I thought made me somebody, I realize it's nothing compared to what Christ has done for me. And so so he's letting them know and he's making this argument that, that everything that they have need of is found in Christ. They'll never be more loved and accepted than they are right now. And so he's letting them know that. And he he used a word here that I want to focus on. Let's look back at verse seven through nine. Let's read it again. He said, everything that was gained to me, I have considered to be a loss because of Christ. More than that, I also consider everything to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Because of him, I've suffered the loss of all things and consider them as dung so that I may gain Christ. And be found in him, not having the righteousness of my own from the law, but one that is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. And the word that he uses there that I want to that I want to point out is consider or a form of the word consider. He uses it three different times. He says twice, I considered everything else to be lost. And one time he says, I considered it to be as dung. And when I I was going to go for a word, some of y'all thought it was going to be dung, didn't you? But he said, I've considered every that was how intense he was saying it was. I look back on all that stuff, everything I thought made me righteous. And it just looks like poop compared to Jesus. That's what he's saying. That's what he's telling them. And that word consider means to account. To think on or as they've translated it, consider to think on or to take account of. And so what Paul is saying, he's like, I've thought on who I have been and what it was I was doing. And I've compared it to who I am in Christ. I've compared who I was and where I was headed to who I am and where I am headed now. I've considered this. And of course, he makes it very clear which one he thinks is bigger, better, and the one that should be focused on, doesn't he? But he said, I've considered this. And so for us, as we're launching in to 2023, new year, We want to consider last year, think on it, and we want want to consider what's in front of us in this year. 
And now normally when we do that, what we focus on are decisions and activities. That's normally what we focus on. This year, I'm going to do this and this and this and this. This year, I've got a kid graduating. Or this year, I'm going to go here on vacation. This year, I may trade in my car and get a different one. This year, I'm going to do this. This year, I'm not going to have people over at my house for Thanksgiving. I'm going to have somebody else. Have, you know, we think about activities and decisions that we're going to make. And those are those are fine. But that's at a top layer. For us, And I think that our mind goes to those as a defense mechanism to keep from getting down to the deep stuff. I think that we focus on those surface level things and, and we can neglect our, our own soul, our own spirit, our own life in this considering. And then we get to the end of the year and we've been really busy and we've been really active And we've expended a lot of energy and we feel just wore out and spent, don't we? It's because we've been driven by decisions and we've been driven by activities and situations. And we get to the end of it and we're just like, golly, I don't feel like I got out of that what I was supposed to get out of that. Yeah. And so what we want to do this year is not stop at that top level. You got to consider some of those things. That, that needs to be a part of it, obviously. But we want to go a little bit deeper. We want to go a little bit deeper. And if you look at Psalm 90 and then you look here, what it says in Psalm 90, it said, teach, teach us to number our days so that we may grow in wisdom. Paul said, I consider these things so that, look at verse 8. It's in verse 8. I lost my spot. I consider everything to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Jesus Christ. I've suffered the loss of all things and consider them as dung so that I may gain Christ or in order that I may gain Christ. We do one thing so that another thing can happen. We do one thing in order for another thing to happen. He's pointing out that there's an order in things that you have to start with step one before you move to step two. And he's saying when you consider these things, when you think on these things, the big things, the deep things, the weighty things of life, it's going to order something else. Something else is going to happen because of that. And we want to take this time, this consideration so that or in order that it will have an effect on us. So that it'll have an effect on what? How we think, how we feel about everything, how we make our decisions, what we look at each day as a possibility for. We want to do this so that it will have an effect. We don't want to just stop at what am I going to decide or do this year, but who or what am I going to be this year? That's another layer deeper, isn't it? And I wrote it down. I was like, this is a cool little rhyme. Who are you going to be in 2023? Who? It's kind of cute. You could put that on a sign or something. Who are you going to be in 2023? And again, it's like, these are the weighty questions, but this is the layer we want to get to so that it affects change. So that it has an effect on us. Who will we be? In 2023. And the answer to that is simple. We're going to be more of what our current direction is. Are we? Whatever it is that we're doing, we're going to be more of that by the end of the year. 
We're going to be we're going to be a more exaggerated version of what we are right now if we continue to do the same things that we're doing. It just makes sense, right? It just makes sense. But our problem is that we don't think enough about our direction. We're going to be an exaggerated version of what we decide we're going to do, but we don't give enough thought to that. And again, two lies. I can control everything and I can control nothing. And the truth is there in the middle. There are things that you can control. There are things that you absolutely can't control. And the wisdom is knowing the difference. As we were finishing up December, as I'm starting to think on some of these things, these are things the Lord's putting on my heart for not, not just for me to come and, and lay before you. He's putting that on my heart for me personally. I'm, on, I'm trying to share with you out of what he's teaching me. And there was a word that he put on my heart. It's almost out of nowhere. He does this. He just drops a word in there. And it, it, I know it's important, but I don't know why. And I have to start listening and I have to start digging and I have to start pulling that thread. And, and we've talked about this when we get together on uh, Sunday mornings at 930. I'm here earlier than that, so I forget what time we start. Uh, after they have uh, praise and worship practice, you know, we'll just congregate out here in the cafe and we'll just visit. Start out just me and Kemper. Others have been invited. People have been coming. Uh, we just have conversations about what the Lord's doing. And one thing that we've all figured out is he does that with us in the same way. There will be something that he drops in and then you'll hear it repeated. Well, God, I heard that again. He's like, yeah, why don't you pay attention? And then I'll hear it repeated again. And then it'll show up again. And by that time, I'm starting to know it's important. And the word that he dropped into my heart was aimlessness. Aimlessness. Aimlessness or without aim. No direction. No goal. Aimlessness. And obviously it wasn't because he wanted me to be aimless. But he wanted me to think on it. What happens when you're aimless? And one of the examples of how he drops things in there on the 27th. I was off work. So I was out in the yard raking leaves. And I was sore after that. But I was out there and I'm raking leaves. And then I'm thinking on this word and I'm looking and I'm, I'm, I'm studying. And you know, that evening, or I think it was the next evening, I'm looking into a few things. And there was a devotion that I'll follow sometimes. I don't follow it a lot, but I decided I'd pull it up. And the, the devotion on December 27th was dealing with what is your aim this year? What is your aim for the upcoming year? And one thing they compared it to, Richard, was leaves in the yard. And I was like, I'm listening. I'm listening. And again, it wasn't talking about what, what, what's your aim as far as you know, how much more, how you want to budget better, what's your aim as far as how you want your health to be. I want to eat this, not eat this, lose this many pounds. It, it wasn't any of that. It was related to who will you be. And it related it to aimlessness being akin to lifelessness. Aimlessness being so similar to lifelessness and comparing it to dead leaves in the backyard. That, that, that move around more than anything else. I mean, the leaves in your yard may move around more than the dog that's in the yard or, or the kids that go out and run around in the yard. They move around more than anything else. Blown this way, bouncing, flipping, flying, floating everywhere, right? Blown up against the fence, blown away from the fence, blown underneath the car. They just go everywhere. It's, kind of, it's almost magical how they do that. How did you get, I just cleaned out the carport. How do you have leaves back in the carport already? There's everywhere, but there's no life in them. A lot of motion and a lot of activity, but no 
life. No life. And, and we can suffer from the same thing if we don't have our eyes and our heart aimed towards something. Towards something. We can suffer from that same thing. The Spirit told me, it's that you're treating serious things casually and casual things seriously. Yeah, that bit me too. Stop treating serious things casually and casual things seriously because we can do that. We can make a mountain out of a molehill, right? And then we miss the actual mountain. And then sometimes it falls on top of us. So don't treat serious things casually. I was getting it. I had some things. He pointed it out. You're getting it backwards on this. This is casual. Don't treat it like it's serious. This is serious. Don't treat it like it's casual. And don't go into 2023 without aiming. Without aiming. When I was young, I don't remember how old. I was under, probably under 10. We had a dog that was dying. And my parents were going to take it and have it put down at the vet. That's kind of sad. And we were young. Like I said, I was under 10. So everybody else was younger than that. And my grandfather was living at that time. He was in, he was in town. And he knew that that was going on. And so instead of us having to go to the vet with our parents, this thing, I would have been pretty gut-wrenching, right? So doing a good grandfather thing, he's like, I'm going to take, at least me and Andrew, I don't know if Matthew was even alive yet. Uh, he said, I'm going to take y'all and show y'all how to shoot the shotgun. Well, my mood changed completely. And he takes us in, takes us out on this little back road, and he's got his little 410 shotgun. And I got to go first, and he shows me how to hold it, and he puts it up on my shoulder, and he points me out towards the woods. He said, all right, now pull the trigger. Boom! I was like, that's awesome. And he said, did you hit it? I said, hit what? He said, what were you aiming at? I said, what's aiming? I just pointed it out there. I was let her go. And he's like, all right, it's Andrew's church. <laughs> maybe, maybe do it. He, he didn't realize he needed to teach me to aim at something. I'm just saying, I'm pointing it out in the woods. Like, here we go. Boom. And so I, that came up in my mind thinking about 2023. I can't just wake up every day and pull the trigger without aiming. I can, but I shouldn't. Because what's it going to accomplish? What are, what are you going to hit? Nothing. What are we aiming at? Nothing. But we'll do that sometimes, won't we, on our days? Because we, we, we get one gets in front of the other and they, they, they get to running through our hands like water. And then the next thing you know, it's like, I, I pulled the trigger today, but I really don't know if I was aiming at anything. I fired today off. <laughs> I, there was action, right? There was, boot, there was noise. There was light. Everything. Every, there was stuff happening. But was I really, was I aiming at anything? Was I aiming at anything. And what, where will we be? Who will we be at the end of 2023? We'll be nearer to what we're aiming at. What are we aiming at? We will be near. We may not hit it, right? We may not hit it. But if we're aiming at something, we'll be, we'll land close. We'll be closer to it. I can't wake up every day and just pull the trigger driven around like one of those leaves. Like, well, this is going on. Well, that's going on. And letting it direct, right? My direction's got to come from somewhere else. For me to be the most joyful, for me to be the most productive, for me to be hitting something, I got to aim at something. And, and Paul, let's look back at him. 
because he talked about this too. He, he used the word consider several times. He also used the word goal several times in there, didn't he? We see it in uh, 10 and 11. He said, my goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, assuming I'll somehow reach the resurrection from among the dead. That's the first time he used it. Then he said it in verse 12, not that I have already reached the goal or am already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it because he's taken hold of me. Then he said it again in 13. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. It's the same word in there. It just translates differently. The goal, what's ahead, the mark, what I'm reaching for, what I'm aiming for. He said, my goal is to know him. My goal is to know him. See, Paul had done some considering. He had done some thinking. All right, what's important for Paul? He's like, this is more important than this. And he did some ordering. He said, I'm going to put this first. This can be second. Some of it he put way down at poop level, right? Which means getting, getting it out. Got to get this out. But he, he did some considering. He did some ordering. And then he did some aiming. He did some aiming. His considering changed how he thought on a few things. He said, I used to think this was important. After I've considered it in light of what Christ has been dealing with me about, I see now that it's not. So he considered, he reordered things in his life. And then he aimed at the goal, which he said is the ultimate. He said, my goal is to know him, is to know him. If you're, if you're, if you're blank on what the aim should be, that's the aim. My goal is to know him. And Paul was writing about him. Paul wrote beautiful, deep wisdom about Jesus Christ. He said, my goal is to know him. My goal is yet to know him. And the power of his resurrection. I want to be conformed to be like him. I want to be at home with him. So again, you're going to leave with a little tension today. You're going to leave with a little tension today. Some things to think on. Again, think right. As one who's loved and accepted. He's not beating up on us. He wants our greatest joy. Doesn't he? So it's from that position. We're not surprised that New Year same me. We know that. It's another day, but how can we use it? How can we use this time? We consider, where am I right now? Where am I right now? And how am I? What am I doing right now? Because if I don't change anything, I'm going to be the same or a more exaggerated version of what I am right now by the end of this coming year. It will be. That's the way things work, isn't it? And so in that considering, he's going to start showing, because you're not doing this by yourself. You're not doing this by yourself. He's there with you. So you invite him into the process. Lord, help, help me think right on this. Help me think right on this. Help me not treat serious things casually and casual things seriously. Help me think right on this. Lead me. Holy Spirit, lead me and help me order some of these things in my life. And Lord, give me an aim. Give me an aim for this year. Give me something to put, because that's what that word means. It literally means something, a mark set out far off that you can look on. What? As you're moving towards it, as you're trying to hit it. What's that goal? What is that goal? What's out there that I'm looking to? Am I going to get there at the end of this year? I don't know. But where I am going to be is I'm going to be closer to that. Because I've considered, I've ordered, I've put the right thing. 
I've put the main thing as the main thing. I've put the main thing as the main thing, and I've made that my aim. Now, a lot of other stuff falls underneath that. A lot of other stuff falls underneath that. Sure, it does. A lot of stuff involved, but that's my aim. That's what I'm going. This is, if nothing else happens, I'm going to be moving closer to that. If nothing else happens, I'm moving closer to that. And again, we breathe and go, I'm not going to be perfect by the end of this year. I'm not. What am I going to be? What am I going to be? And you may say, man, I don't even know if I can. I'm tired. I'm I'm just tired. I don't know if I can take on any of this. Ask yourself, why are you tired? Why are you tired? This may be one of those things that may be in our control. Why am I tired? Am I letting circumstances drive me? Am I letting the to-do list or what needs to be done drive me? What, what is spurring me on? Am I being pulled from ahead or am I being pushed from behind? That may be what's making me tired. Because I don't understand what all this energy, I'm just popping off shots without any aim. I don't understand where this energy is going because I hadn't set that mark. I hadn't set it out there because I didn't take time to think on it. I don't want to be like those leaves. I don't want to be blowing around. I told the Lord that. I said, God, I, and you'll have conversations with yourself. I do. And sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll start and not even know how it's going to finish. <laughs> I'll be dry. I'll be listening to something. And I just have to turn it down. Why? Because I feel like something needs to get said. And it's just me in there. And I was driving. And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't want to do this anymore. And I asked myself, what are you talking about? Like, I don't know what, exactly what I'm talking about. But I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. It, it was, I, I, I was feeling that frustration of, of energy being spent without aim. Yeah. I'm expending energy. Have I set my aim right? And maybe I set it, but I lost sight of it. And I got down here in the weeds. I got down here paying attention to the casual things and treating them serious and forgot about the serious thing. And I was treating it casual. I said, I don't want to expend energy without my eye on the prize, without knowing that I'm going somewhere. I'm getting something done. I want to make sure that I'm doing what it is that you've called me to do, because I know in that I'm going to be I'm going to be experiencing the fullest joy. When I'm being conformed to the person of Jesus Christ, I'm going to be my most glad that I can be. I'm going to be the strongest I can be. I'm going to be the most at peace I can be when I'm on track towards him. I just have to make sure that I don't let myself get distracted by all those little things. So, again, if, if you are tired, is it because you're like those leaves? You're blowing around. You're letting you're letting stuff tell you where to go instead of you telling it. And again, some things we can't control. There's a lot of things that are going to happen this next year. A lot. Some of them. Some of y'all got things you already know are going to happen that are going to be big. Some of you got stuff that's going to happen big. We don't know anything about it yet. We want to be found in him, regardless of what comes, regardless of what the year brings. We know what he's already brought. So what are we aiming for and who decides? Who decides if we don't think on it? And we don't set it. Then there's really not one. Right. When we decide not to decide, we did make a decision. That's the whole thing. When you look back at the beginning of this year from the end of it. What do you want to have happened because you lived in it? 
What do you want to have happen? Because you were alive in it. You can even shrink it down to a day. We don't normally do that with our days. We should. I'm waking up. What do I want to have happened in this day? Because I was alive in it. What do I want to have happened in this day? Because I was here. And what that's going to start doing is putting our focus on him and on others and off of ourselves. Because how much of it have we put the focus on ourselves and what we were going to experience and what we were going to get to do and what it, how it should have gone for us. And then it didn't. And so we got upset. We got disappointed. We got angry about it because we had set our aim wrong. Again, a little bit more tension this week. <laughs> but we're going to carry on next week. So don't miss next week. And we're going to carry on again the next week. I'm We're going to talk about you don't want to miss it. It's going to be good. But Paul said, I've considered. I've considered what I was doing and I knew I needed to make some changes. He said, I considered my priorities and I knew I needed to make some changes based on what? What I've learned in Christ, what I found in Christ, my acceptance in Christ. He said the righteousness of God is based on faith. He said, so that freed me up. What was driving me? He said, I was obeying, thinking I had to or he wouldn't love me. I was obeying, thinking I had to or he would cast me out. He said, what I realized is I was accepted when I was at my worst. And so I work from a freedom now. It's like unlike anything I've ever known before. He said, I can suffer now and still be glad. I can work hard now and still be satisfied. He said, I can die. And still be rejoicing because I changed my aim. I've considered it caused me to reorder some things and I set my aim. Now, he said I hadn't reached it. I hadn't reached what I'm, what I'm aiming for. I'm not perfect yet. I haven't laid hold of it. But what did he say? I'm making every effort. I'm making every effort to take hold of it because he's taking hold of me. He said, I don't consider myself to taking hold of it. One thing I do, I forget that which is behind. We got to leave some things in 2022. We got to leave some things back there. Forgetting that which is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. What's ahead? I pursue as my goal. It's that mark he put out there. I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. And he said, therefore, let all of us who are mature think this same way. Think this same way. And I love what he said in this. It's just Paul. He said, if you think different, God will deal with you. <laughs> he said, if you think different, God will show you that you're wrong. Basically is what he was saying. <laughs> he tickles me. He went. He said, I've considered. I've, I, I, I've reordered some things based on this time that I took. We got to take a little bit of time. Even if it's just driving in the car, turning everything down. Lord, Lord, let's talk about this. Let's talk about 2023. What do you want? I can say what I want, but I don't want what I want. I want what you want. And let him start to lean on that. And he absolutely will. And again, you may say, I'm not even close to where I want to be. And again, that's what the word goal means. It's a, it's, it's a point set far off. It's a mark set far off so that you know how to direct from where you are towards where it is that you're going. That goal shapes what we do back here as we look towards it. Who will we be in 2023? Where will we end up? 
And the answer is closer, nearer to where it is that we're aiming. Closer to where it is that we're aiming, where are we aiming at? And we're going to be, we're going to be digging into this even more in the next two weeks. And I believe the Lord is going to help us. He's going to help me. He's been helping me. Again, if you're like Kelly, don't freak out. And if you're like me, don't jump out the gate too fast. <laughs> take a little bit of time. We're going to take time with him in this. It's January 1. We don't have to start today. We don't have to start today. We can let him mold what it looks like over these next few weeks and let him put, even if it's just a few things, we're talking about that, a few things in place. Just a few. Just a few that we can faithfully carry out through this year to move us towards the mark. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you that you have loved us with an everlasting love. I thank you that you demonstrated that in Christ Jesus. Lord, I pray that in that we would each one see how much we're loved and accepted by you. Lord, that you give us that clear revelation. You demonstrated in Christ Jesus. Everything that we saw him deal with, go through, endure for us was because of his great love for us. He knew we weren't perfect. It was when we were sinners that he died for us. I think that that's how you found us. You loved us completely, even then. Our righteousness is based on faith in him and not what we can do, have done, or will do for you. And I think it's in that freedom that we can set that mark. We can set that. We can set our aim for this year. And Lord, I, as we go out, I thank you that you're going to help us carve out a little bit of time. Doesn't have to be a lot, but some time with you for you to lean on these things in our life so that we can consider where am I? Where am I going? Who have I been letting set my direction? And how can I better set it in Christ? And I thank you that you give us wisdom and you do so with such patience and kindness and grace. Father, we want to forget those things which are behind. We, we had a lot of victories in 2022. We had a lot of defeats and we want to leave them both back there. We don't want to carry anything extra into this new year. We don't need to. We can leave those defeats behind us. We can leave our victories in the days behind because we know you have some ahead of us. And I thank you that you're faithful. You're faithful to do what you said you would do, which is conform us to the image of your dear son. Make us more like Jesus this year. Holy Spirit, shape us, mold us into the image of Jesus Christ this year. And help us find those ways we can better engage you in that. And we can treat the serious things serious, seriously and the casual things casually. And I thank you that when we get to, if we get to the end of it, you'll be with us. You'll be for us. And if you're for us, who can be against us? Thank you for your goodness. Lord, as we get ready to go, we pray for those that aren't here with us. If for work that they do so to the glory of your name. And for weakness in their body, heal them, strengthen them. And give them peace. And Lord, if they're traveling, bring them safely back to us. Bless their journey as they go. Lord, as we go into this week, I thank you that we do so with you in mind. Our focus on you and on others. Give us some points in those days to think, what do I want to be different because I was here today? What do I want to have happened because I breathed in this room today? What do I want to be better because I was around? Because we know we're your imagers. We are your ambassadors. We are your agents of reconciliation. And Father, help us to keep that in mind. We glorify your name. And I thank you that you strengthen us each and every step. In Jesus' name, amen.